Right on radio. Right on radio. Narrating the end of the world. The end of the world. This news just in. We are your news now. Providing the play-by-play for the second coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Right on, right on, right on. Live right. Live right. In the real world. The Right On Radio. For continuous coverage of the latest information, separate fact from opinion. Get the truth. Get the news. You're listening to Right On Radio. Welcome to Right On Radio. My name is Jeff. I thank you for being here. God bless you for being here. Uh, just a couple things before we get into, well, normally I play a worship song or the shofar uh, in the morning. I just want to say I'm coming to you with uh, a heavy heart this morning. I lost someone that I've been praying for uh, last night. Uh, approximately 9.30 p.m. His name was Gary. And uh, I'm thankful that the Lord gave me an opportunity to go and uh, and pray over him this week. Uh, as far as I know, he never did say the sinner's prayer. I certainly wouldn't have been able to at the time when I saw him. But you know what? I The Lord gave me a sign at that time, because he was out of his mind, um, literally, and just because of, you know, the circumstance he was in, not not because he he was certainly an intelligent person and everything else, but his circumstance had him out of his mind. And when I touched his knee and I prayed for him, and this has nothing to do with me, it's all the Lord, of course, but he came to instant clarity instant clarity and i'm just going to go on in faith thinking that uh in his last breaths he accepted salvation he certainly knew about it and uh if i could ask you to pray for uh well all those affected by it but particularly for my daughter he um was on the mother's side of the family. He was a stepfather to my daughter's mother. And uh, he always put my daughter first in his life. And uh, he was monumental. And I enjoyed his, uh, his company greatly. Uh, I really, really loved the man. So, um, uh, Having said that, uh, just a couple more quick things before we get into the chapter uh, that we're going to do today. And by the way, uh, this chapter is all about you. <laughs> it re- This is really an amazing chapter. And, you know, considering the things that are going on in the Middle East and everything else, I, you know, I wrestled with God and I do every time I go to get you know when we complete one book you know what should i go to next and there's a a process that i really want to hear god's word and you know let me go in different directions and different directions then and then he shows me so that i know that i know that i know it came from him and you know i wanted to go to something more timely you know maybe we could do hebrews or maybe we could do Matthew or even Daniel, you know, like, you know, this is the inquisitiveness of my mind. But the Lord, you know, there's no mistake that we're in Second Peter. Again, I, I don't know if there's a more timely chapter for what we're going through or a timely book. You know, you might think on the surface, well, we could deal with Middle East prophecy or, you know, stuff like that. But, well, I'll wait till you see where this book goes. But you know what? God cares about you and how you go through uh, this time. And this is going to be God's instruction to you. And, 
this is going to lift your spirits. My goodness. Um, I'm just filled with joy knowing what, what uh, we're going to be studying today in God's word. And, uh, you know, it is all about transformation. And I just want to share one other personal thing, if I may. Uh, you know, you know, you don't have to be a prophet of God to get foreknowledge. And I've been kind of feeling this for a while, but it, on Friday, I knew that I knew. And I believe the Lord has given me some foreknowledge that uh, that I'm going to be attacked, folks, um, and and effectively <laughs> attacked. Now, there's really nothing in my personal life that uh, that I'm ashamed of, and there's nothing in my podcasting life that I'm ashamed of because you know what. And I wrote this what what when I wrote it to our prayer team on Friday, and I wrote, "Listen, there's going to be people." who are going to take clips from old shows and clips, you know, you can make them look any way you want, of course. Um, and they're going to come against me and, and because they're my words and everything else, it's going to be used against me. And, and honestly, folks, I, I've made a lot of mistakes in this and, um, and I'll own it. You know, I, I don't pretend to be anyone. I'm not, someone, you know, coming to you with a high, high title, you know, I am this in Christ and you shall fall. It's not like that, folks. Um, and Laura, who leads the prayer team, was just so spot on. And by the way, this is one of the confirmations that we should be doing. Uh, Peter, uh, just so you know how the Lord talks, because I, I know he talks to you in a similar way. And he gives you confirmations in different ways. And, you know, Laura responded saying that it's the transformation of where you were to where you are now. And and I'm not done being transformed, praise God. we got a long way to go. But that is the witness of his grace. So, you know... I, I kind of look forward to it because the more I get attacked, the more glory God will get. And uh, just as we had learned in previous studies, like in the in First Peter, when you when you get attacked, and if you go through it with grace, then uh, God's with you. So, if God is with you, who can be against you? So, um, just keep that in mind if you see some nastiness come out. At least give me the benefit of the doubt and let me answer to it. If that is what God will have me do, he might just have me stay silent. We shall see. Anyways, um, I'm going to play the uh, the shofar because we're starting a new book and I think that's kind of the, the time to bring out the shofar is whenever we start a new book and just to clear the air. So uh, for those of you who are listening, if you, uh, some people complain about it, it's, uh, it's about three minutes, three and a half minutes. Just go ahead and skip forward if you're watching the replay. But God bless each and every one of you and welcome in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord.
Well, yes, I just saw Misty has to run. And uh, Misty uh, Val, as most of you know, is such a big part of this. But we've got capable hands in there as well with Sweet Southern Girly and Katie Q. Um, good morning to each one of you, Michelle. Uh, I see Wendy is in there just taking a glance, but, uh, yeah, Misty go in peace. Thank you for everything you do for us, Val. You are a very important part of this ministry as is, you know, the entire prayer team and all the moderators, um, really, really important. Thank you. All right. Well, let me let me just pray. Heavenly Father, first of all, I just want to thank you for Gary's life and what he has meant to to everyone around him. He was such a gracious man and a good example of someone and how to treat others. He was very kind and generous all of his days, and I never saw a bad side of him. I thank you for his example, and I thank you for his life. I pray for those who survive him, Lord, that you'll be your com be the comforter, and particularly for uh, for my daughter and for for Chrissy and his wife, his brothers as well, and nieces and nephews. There's all kinds of people, neighbors, friends. Lord, be their comforter. And Lord, I thank you for Peter, and I thank you for this word. And Lord, I, I thank you for making it so simple for us, Lord, and the depth of your word. Lord, there isn't a time, I don't think ever, when I've read your word, and even when I read the same passages, Lord, you show me new things every single time. There is no bottom. There is no depth in your word that humans can reach. Lord, it is beyond measure. And your ways are certainly higher than our ways. But Lord, as you explain in this chapter, you're bringing us into your ways. I pray over the reading of this word, Lord, and I pray that you'll minister to each person individually here, Lord. You know them intimately. You know their thoughts. You know their actions. You know their circumstance. Lord, use this word today to aid in that transformation into the likeness of your Son, Jesus Christ. By the Holy Spirit, I pray. And Holy Spirit, I ask that you would speak through me. I give full permission that we may glorify Jesus Christ and in turn, the Holy Spirit and the Father. Amen. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> Woo! I'm excited for you. Just going to read the entire chapter and then we'll start breaking it down. Um, I've already given up on getting through the whole chapter. It's just not going to happen. <laughs> not today. Simon Peter, a bond servant of the apostle of Jesus Christ. To those who have received a faith of the same kind as ours, by the righteousness of our God and Savior, Jesus Christ, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. For his divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who called us by his 
own glory and excellence. Through these, he granted to us his precious and magnificent promises, so that by them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world on account of lust. Now for this very reason also, applying all diligence in your faith, supply moral excellence, and in your moral excellence, knowledge, and in your knowledge, self-control, and in your self-control, perseverance, and in your perseverance, godliness, and in your godliness, brotherly kindness, and in your brotherly kindness, love. For if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they do not make you useless nor unproductive in the true knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. For the one who lacks these qualities is blind and short-sighted, having forgotten his purification from his former sins. Therefore, brothers and sisters, be all the more diligent to make certain about his calling and choice of you. For as long as you practice these things, you will never stumble. For in this way, the entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, will be abundantly supplied to you. Therefore, I will always be ready to remind you of these things, even though you already know them and have been established in the truth which is present with you. I consider it right, as long as I am in this earthly dwelling, to stir you up by way of reminder, knowing that the laying aside of my earthly dwelling is imminent. Also, uh, as also our Lord Jesus Christ has made clear to me. And I will also be diligent that at any time after my departure, you will be able to call these things to mind. For we did not follow cleverly devised tales when we made known to you the power and the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. But we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For when he received honor and glory from God the Father, such a declaration as this was made to him by the majestic glory. This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. And we ourselves heard this declaration made from heaven when we were with him on the holy mountain. And so we have the prophetic word made more sure, to which you do well to pay attention to, as to a lamp shining in a dark place. Until the day dawns and the morning star arises in your hearts. But know this first of all, that no prophecy of Scripture becomes a matter of someone's own interpretation, for no prophecy was ever made by an act of human will, but men moved by the Holy Spirit spoke from God. Bless the reading of your word, Lord. This is so rich. As I went through the beginning of this chapter, and I know some of you, <laughs> when you're listening to it, are immediately kind of scared off of it because, oh my goodness, I'm expected to be this, I'm expected to do this, I'm expected, oh no, I can't do it, just give up now. You didn't hear it right. Yes, you do have a part in it, but you know, God has done the heavy lifting and you're going to see 
what a glorious plan God has for your life and what he's already done in you is an incredible miracle if you are born again. Before I start to break down this chapter, I need to establish something. And I want you to listen to this entire, well, this entire book <laughs> with this in mind. I, you often hear me repeat, there's two types of people in this world, saved and unsaved. That's it. There's the human race, saved and unsaved. That's it. Just two types. There's no in-between. There's no purgatory, folks. Yes, there are some unsaved that will be saved. Hallelujah. But there's either saved or unsaved. That's it. And in saying that, there are two kingdoms. Not three, not four. There's two kingdoms. There's Satan's kingdom and there's God's kingdom. When you are saved, you are pulled out of Satan's kingdom and transformed into God's kingdom. Now you're brought into God's kingdom immediately, but that is when your transformation begins. And that's what we're going to talk about today. And I hope you realize how far the Lord has already brought you, even if you were born again yesterday. This is absolutely amazing. So just in, in verse one, uh, Simon Peter introducing himself, uh, the beginning of a letter, a bond servant of the apostle and apostle of Jesus Christ. So it's one thing to say I'm a servant. It's another thing to say I'm a bond servant. When you say when someone is a bond servant, it is a lifelong commitment. There is no escape, you know, uh, till death, you know, but you don't depart at death. That's the great thing about this. Uh, but it is a whole life devotion and there's no getting out of it. There's no escape clause. And it's done willingly, never forcefully. You can't become a bond servant for being forced into it. So Peter is saying, I willingly hand over my life to Jesus Christ. And he's an apostle because he was an eyewitness to these things. And there's some good news coming up right away here. This is so good. To those who have received a faith of the same kind as ours. So hold on. He's writing to you, a believer, and he's saying that you have the same kind of faith as him, an apostle? He is. He is saying that. You know why? Because although, you know, we will bring different, you know, some of us will accumulate more treasure that goes into um, the next dimension and into eternity with us. And that's, you know, the, the good fruit that you produced, essentially. Some people will have more fruit than others. But you have the same kind of faith as Peter because there's only one faith. And God does not look down on someone who we might perceive as a spiritual giant, you know, um, you might be in a bricks and mortar church and you have 
a really anointed pastor up there, gifted in speaking and true to the word, great insight into the word of God. And you think, sitting in the congregation, <clears throat> wow, I wish I could be like that. That guy is gifted. God truly loves him. Those things are probably true. But did you know that he doesn't love him more than he loves you? We're all equal. We're all equal. The Father doesn't love one above the other. So that should be encouraging to you right away. And then Peter says, grace and peace be multiplied to you. And, you know, grace is power. It's the power and peace. When you have peace, you have no fear. You have no animosity. You, you're, you're not worried about the things in the world. I'm... I'm not going to make my bills. Peace. And not only grace and peace, but multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. Now you're going to see a couple words here come up. Knowledge. And then... Let me just skip ahead. Uh, da, 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 da. Oh, yeah, in verse 3, for his divine power. So knowledge of God. You know, in these days when the light is truly shining into the darkness and it's all about knowledge and hidden knowledge and knowledge from the tree of good and evil, and there's so many people who want to perceive, and it's their intellectual knowledge. But that doesn't get you very far, folks. Your knowledge is different than their knowledge. First of all, there is a knowing You see, Satan has a counterfeit of everything God does because he's going to come onto this earth and claim to be God. He's counterfeited everything. And so he talks about knowledge. He's going to talk about the hidden knowledge that's been hidden from you. You know, all this stuff. And, you know, it talks about the divine nature but he does divination and he teaches divination. He has a copy of everything, but don't be scared of it. And what he's talking about here is knowledge. You know, the more you read the word of God, the more you hear the word of God, the more knowledge you would have. But there's a couple different ways of having knowledge. And, and just think about this. If, if you're an employer, let's say you owned a company and you're searching out employees, people who would serve you best, okay? This is an analogy. You might have some applications who just came out of a college university and they even had the highest marks in the class, but they've never done it. They have book knowledge. You know, there's a lot of people who can spout out verses, dit, 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 one after another, almost like they have it memorized, but they don't have the experience. That, that, that knowledge is almost useless. Well, might even be used by the other side. I think that's a lot of the time the case. But the other type of application you might get is someone who did not go to school, 
but started out in this type of business and they have street knowledge. They have the experience. They don't have the book smarts. They didn't memorize everything, but they've walked it. And in my mind, you know, out of those two candidates, I'm going to take the one who has the experience because they've already experienced it. <laughs> However, the third type of candidate, and obviously the best one, would be someone who presses in and does their diligent study, but also has the experience of walking in it. That one would get the gig right away. And, you know, God gives us responsibilities in this world. God assigns lots of tasks to each one of us. Some of us don't listen. You know, sometimes you'll be given a divine appointment. Someone's in front of you and you're supposed to talk to them about God, but Maybe you just don't feel it's right, or maybe you haven't been pressing into the word enough. You don't have the confidence. And so you miss an assignment. But the, the whole thing is you should press in to his word, reading and hearing, studying, taking time on it, getting the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. And then it says, for his divine power. What is divine? It's it's otherworldly. <laughs> like it's it's divine. It's there's and he and power. He is the power. Has granted to us, you and me, everything pertaining to life and godliness. Did you hear that? For his divine power, not your divine power. Okay? That's the difference between the world kingdom, Satan's kingdom will will focus on your power. Yes, you can you go up levels. But it's his power, divine power that is granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness. Now, when he says everything, do you think he left a couple things out? He said everything pertaining to life and godliness. So life is pretty self-explanatory. It's your day-to-day -day walk, your day-to-day -day experiences, everything that happens to you each and every day. That's life. But what is godliness? That is your calling is to be more and more like the example that Jesus Christ, God himself, when he came down to earth and he walked as a man in a flesh suit just like yours, he was the epitome of godliness. You will never get there. You might get closer than I will. I'm far from it. But every day I walk through life, I'm getting more and more because I'm reading his word and I'm walking it out. And it's really that simple. And it's through the true knowledge. How can you have true knowledge? It's by studying it and walking it out in real life who called us by his own glory and excellence. Now, when it says his, it's talking about Jesus Christ. So he called us, 
you, me, everybody who hears the sound of my voice. He called you by the excellence of his glory. Through these, his excellence and his glory, he has granted to us precious, his precious and magnificent promises. So he, Jesus, has granted you. What's a grant? Is it something you buy? No, he has given this to you. He has granted it to you. As soon as you were transferred out of the world kingdom and into his kingdom, he granted you his precious and magnificent promises. We've covered off many of his promises even in the in first peter you know pay no attention to the devil he'll flee from you but you know he gives just so much more than that and you're going to see how how it works in just a minute so his magnificent promises and what are the purpose of purposes of his promises so that by them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world on account of lust. It's funny that uh says the corruption in the world because of lust. The love of money is lust. Obviously, the love of the flesh is lust. Gluttony is lust. Slothfulness is lust. You love laying on the couch. <laughs> it's, it's amazing when you look at the power of that world. But you are partakers in his divine nature by him granting you the promises. Now, for this very reason, also, applying all diligence in your faith, supply moral excellence. So, applying all diligence. Let me, before I get into these things that are gifts, when we walk in life, and I, I can think of immediately, like at least five times yesterday. I'm sure it's more than that, way more than that. But you make choices in your mind to either give in to something or to go against what the world would do and go towards Christ's divine nature. God gives you the ability to do it. And sometimes you might be turning down money or something like that. You could be enticed by the world to make that decision. And you can justify it in your own mind. But every time you choose, you know, simply, what would Jesus do? <laughs> it's that simple. Every time... You're making strides towards it and trusting in God. And even if you had to give up money, even if you had to give up favor, position, a good time, and you trust in God, well, his promises are magnificent. They're much better than what anything in the world could offer you. So rely on them. 
So then it says, applying all diligence in your faith, supply moral excellence. And in your moral excellence, what is moral excellence? What's well, doing the right thing? What would Jesus do? It, it, folks, do you see the simplicity of this? In every situation, like, you know, whoever came up with WWJD, that was an anointed <laughs> abbreviation, let me tell you. Because you can simply think, what would Jesus do? And if you know him, if you have the knowledge of reading his word, if you have some experience in walking in his word, you're going to know the character, the, the characteristics of God. And what would Jesus do? Oh, that's what he would do. He would say no to that guy. So moral excellence, knowledge, and in your knowledge, self-control. Well, I, I know the promises of God. I, I know that I'm being tempted here, but I don't have to do that because I believe in the promises of God, so I can have self-control. And in your self-control, perseverance. You know, you might turn down something, you might have that self-control, but then people are going to come around you and say, you know, oh, come on, God would let you do that, of course. It's good. Look what's going to be good for your family. No, no, I'm going to, I'm going to persevere through this one. And once you willingly decide that God gives you the strength to continue it, but you have to do your part. It's your will. Persevere through it. And in your perseverance, you know what comes next? If you're reading along godliness. What is godliness? Well, our example was Jesus Christ walking in the flesh. So if you just do those things, you're getting towards godliness. You are being transformed from your ugly, demonic, unsaved self into God's image this, this easily. God did the heavy lifting for you. But what comes out of your godliness? Now this gets, it's, it's not harder, but you need these things established to get to, to go the next, you know, just like, you know, the, the Satan system will tell you, you got to go up your chakras or whatever new age stuff they're pushing right now. This is, this is God's roadmap. And in your godliness, Brotherly kindness. That's like loving your neighbor. And your neighbor might be unlovable. <laughs> but through God's grace, through your knowledge of him, through your self-control, through your perseverance, and in your godliness, you can love your brother your neighbor, gift of God. Many people in the world can fake it. They can be nice, but can they truly love them? No, but you can. They can't. You can. And in your brotherly kindness, love. Now, if you went into the Greek, this is the highest form of love. This is the agape love. This is the unconditional love. How do you get to that? It says right here. Uh, applying all diligence in your faith. So applying diligence in your faith, supply moral excellence, and in your moral excellence, Knowledge. You see, to be morally excellent, you want to go in and study God's word. 
knowledge. And in your knowledge, you will get more self-control. And in your self-control, you'll be able to persevere more. And in your perseverance, you're going to be more godliness in your life. And in your godliness, brotherly kindness. And in your brotherly kindness, unconditional love. Verse 8, for if these qualities are yours and are increasing, they do not make you useless or unproductive. So now you see in verse 8, it says, for if, so it's a question, are these qualities of yours, are they increasing? And if they are, they do not make you useless. In fact, it's the opposite of useless or unproductive in the true knowledge of our Lord Jesus. For the one who lacks these qualities is blind or short-sighted having forgotten his purification from his former sins. So if you're not growing, it doesn't mean you're not saved. But it does mean that you're not trying to be morally excellent, which is the first step of those seven things. Notice how it's seven things that God says. And, you know, that, I think that's fairly common because um, many of us, not going to say all, but many of us have backslidden. And when you're backslidden, you're not reading the Word of God. You're not trying to make decisions in the way that Christ would do it. You're not pers persevering in something tough, uh, you know, you're taking the easy way out, uh, which is the world's way. And that's what backsliding is. And, and the Lord lets us go through that. And you eventually find that it's completely unfulfilling. Uh, it's empty. And once you've known the love of Christ, uh, and some of us have to backslide. I certainly backslid and, uh, I appreciate God so much more now. And he allowed me to, you know, he didn't will it, but I made those choices and he allowed me to make those choices. And it's happened to most of you. Most. <clears throat> I don't recommend it, but there it, it is very possible. And what the one who lacks these qualities, I love how, how Peter puts this, is either blind or short-sighted. Blind means you can't see, obviously. And short-sighted means you can't see anything beyond just your immediate circumstances. You know, um, if you're not looking for, like, if you, that's the lack of faith. If you're only looking at your immediate circumstances, you are severely lacking faith. And if you're living life just reacting to it, you know, God is strategic. God has looked way into the future. <laughs> and obviously, we have the ability to do that to some degree as well. And you should always, well, that, that's a tough thing. I don't want to say it that way. But as often as possible, consider the long-term of your actions that you do each day. And you might think something's insignificant, but if it's sin, it's not insignificant. Because once you, once we sin, and we all do, folks, we all do. I got to keep reassuring you of that. But when you sin, it makes other sin easier. It's like that slippery slope, right? So it's very short-sightedness. 
God is not short-sighted. And if you're paying attention to his word and you're acting it out in your life, you won't be either. You will not be blind. You will see. And and it says even furthermore, uh, not only short-sighted, but you've really forgotten his purification from his form from your former sins. You you forgot the gravity of what Jesus did on the cross for you. And sometimes we willingly kind of put that aside and ah, maybe it was just a story or something like that. You know, if you're backsliding, that's you're going to justify things in your mind. And even though you know they're not true, it's very possible for you to do it. Um, I know because I've walked that way. Verse 10, therefore, brothers and sisters, be all the more diligent to make certain about his calling and choice of you. I love that. His Jesus calling and his choice of you. Therefore, brothers and sisters, be all the more diligent to make certain about his calling and choice of you. Do you think he's talking to someone else right now? Or could it be talking to you by name? I want to encourage you, brothers and sisters. For as long as you practice these things, you will never stumble. That's quite a statement. Is that a promise of God? You will never stumble? It doesn't mean you won't go through a hard time. But if you're practicing these things, and his ways are much higher than our ways, you might not see it in the short term. You might think you might have made a mistake. But if you trust God in that decision, in whatever it is, you will not stumble. These are his words, not mine. He is true to his word, and it is impossible for him to lie. So when he says, if you practice these things, you will not stumble, count on it as truth, and that should build your faith tremendously. For in this way, the entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, will be abundantly supplied to you. And this is a very interesting verse because when it says this, when, when this claim is made, and, and by the way, it's being preached as gospel. This is the word of God. For in this way, your entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, will be abundantly supplied to you. Okay, that sounds pretty straightforward, but what does it mean? Well, let's look at what the opposite of that is. If you don't do these things, your entrance into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Jesus Christ uh, will be... <laughs> Most things will be removed from you. It didn't say you won't get in. But if you look it up, there's verses about um, when you stand in front of Jesus, you know, your works will be known. And you don't earn your way into heaven. Don't hear anything I'm not saying your gift of salvation is just that, a gift. There's nothing you can do to earn it. All you have to do is choose it. God did all the work. It is a gift. But after receiving that gift, God gives you the tools to go through life. 
And those are things that you have to put in effort. And it's not always easy. But when you stand in front of the Lord, if you did nothing, I don't think it's, uh, well, let's see, <laughs> the entrance is the opposite of abundantly supplied to you. You know, Jesus says that I am the vine and you are the branches. And if you're in me, you will bear fruit. You see, you can't say that you truly believe in the Lord and have faith. And you don't have any works to prove it. Faith without works. Again, you don't earn your salvation and you're not doing this as a contest like, you know, he who has the most toys wins. That's a worldly saying. But when you stand in front of the Lord, don't you want to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant? What's good and faithful? Well, good is doing the things that God asks. And faithful, you're full of faith. You did it in faith to our Lord Jesus Christ. Anyways, I really hope that this uh, has been encouraging to you. We're going to leave it there and we'll pick up in verse 12 next Sunday. Um, I should have mentioned this earlier, but if you're fairly quick, I will pray for anyone who wants to have prayer. Uh, just put it in the chat live in all capitals and I will pray for you and I'll pray for everybody just in closing. So if you're not listening live, I'm going to pray for you still. And if you pray along with me, I think even better because that's kind of walking in faith and, uh, and the things that God has called us to. Oh, thank you, Teresa, for that beautiful comment. Yes, KDQ, his refining leads us closer to the narrow path. And Katie, as we stumble, lean on the rock of Jesus Christ, the Lord will refine us in his refining fire, and we will get back up stronger in him. Hallelujah, Katie. And by the way, your, your husband has been a real blessing in the... Uh, in the prayer uh, as well. He's a, he's a great addition. I'm thankful for him. And Brian, you know, we have some strong men in our uh, prayer now, and that is pretty awesome. That is an answer to prayer, by the way. We've been praying for it because it was, you know, Jeff and the ladies for a period of time. <laughs> or, or the ladies and Jeff, <laughs> I should probably say. Uh, but now we have some strong men, and uh, even uh, Brian's uh, and Ophira's sons are stepping up. So uh, they're young men who pray with fire and passion. All right. Well, I don't see any prayer requests, so I'm just going to say a general prayer for everyone. I want to thank you for being here. Uh, by the way, just uh, I really do appreciate it. And if you appreciate that I uh, I spend a lot of time doing this, and I do it in the service of God, of course, and I do uh, know that God is my provision, but sometimes God works through his people. In fact, oftentimes he does. And uh, I am completely listener-supported now, so... If you would prayerfully consider supporting the show, there are links in the description box. There is a PayPal link that is in the description box. I can't do Venmo or anything like that because of my location. Uh, you get that asked that all the time. Uh, also, there's Patreon, uh, which is through Podbeam, which is a monthly support thing as well. Uh, if you'd prayerfully consider it, I thank you. Heavenly Father, I thank you for each one that is gathered here today in your presence. Lord, you are ever present. 
especially to those who surround ourselves and are persevering and seeking out knowledge and truth in God so that we may walk out our faith as being instructed in this chapter. Lord, I pray for the simplicity of the knowledge of your character, of your wisdom, of yourself, and the simplicity for those of us who are a little bit thicker than others, Lord, that we may understand that your your words are not complicated. They're deep beyond measure. But Lord, the character of God is best defined as unconditional love. But to a level that we are not capable of knowing as we are still in this flesh suit. But Lord, our spirit in which you created and our souls in which is our personality, Lord, that you allow each of us to be individuals and our bodies were all created by you. And although this body is disposable, Lord, I pray for our spirit and our soul to really, really know who God is. And Lord, when the testing comes from either this flesh suit, the lusts of the world, or or even the temptation by fallen entities, that Lord, we can persevere. And as your word promises, we shall not stumble. Be with us in our decision-making, Lord. And I pray that you prompt each one who listens to consider you before making even the smallest decisions in our lives. To consider you. Because all things are by you and for you, ultimately. And I thank you for hearing our prayers. In Jesus' name I pray. Well, God bless each and every one of you, and I will see you, God willing, on Tuesday of this week coming up. But in the meantime, remember to love your God in every decision. Love him in every decision. And if you do that, you'll be able to love your family even greater. You'll be able to love your neighbors. And certainly, if you do all those things, you will make a difference in your community. <laughs>